Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Good morning. How's it going? Good, good, good. Everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Who's got on elastic pants today? It's fine, it's fine. There's no shame in that game, I promise. All right, we're gonna jump right in. Um, Happy birthday, Harriet. I just wanna say that officially as well. Sweet friend and pastor to us, so thank you. Well, several weeks ago um, in staff, we got together in the back room and we prayed and we worshiped the Lord. Um, We prayed over the request that you guys sent in and um, just really had an intimate time with the Lord. And during that time, Chandler sang Jared and Jared, did you hear that? Jared and Chandler, happens all the time. Jared and Chandler led worship and Chandler sang the song, Do It Again. It's an older song, I hadn't heard it in a minute, um, but it was an important song to my heart. So I took notice, sang along and said, thank you, Lord. Then, (laughs) shortly after, Pastor Tim said, hey, Gina, would you mind speaking on this date? I want you to talk about miracles. I want you to talk about do it again. I said, okay, I hear you, Lord. And then I had the privilege of speaking at CR a couple weeks ago, our Celebrate Recovery Ministry. And Jody had on the set list, do it again. So I knew there was a message. I knew there was a message. See, sometimes there's a season where we need to re-release the testimony. So today is that re-release. Miracles are going to happen here today because Jesus is in the room. It's only because of him and by him. We need to remember and we need to be awestruck again. You know, when did we lose our ability to be awestruck at the saving grace of Jesus Christ? When a brother or sister says yes and is ushered into the kingdom of heaven, we just say, oh, that's great, way to go. We should be awestruck. We should be on our knees before the Lord saying, thank you that one more gets to live forever in eternity with our savior. It's a reminder for us to be awestruck again. Then in sisterhood, we were studying the life of Moses And Harriet Nicole told us what Deuteronomy means, it's repeated law or say it again. And as soon as she said that, after all these other things that the Lord had dropped in my spirit, he said, say it again, trusting that I will do it again. So today we're gonna say it again, trusting that he will do it again. Because there's not one of us in this room that doesn't need a miracle of some sort, right? Maybe we have a loved one that we would love more than anything for them to know Jesus as their savior. 
That's a miracle. Maybe someone in this room got a diagnosis and they need healing in their physical frame today. Maybe someone in this room gave up a dream. So that's, that's long gone. My time has passed. It's time to pick that back up because God's ready to do a miracle. Maybe there's a child who you're like, God, bring them home. I need them home. Whatever your miracle today, stand ready. Stand ready because Jesus is in the room. The song Do It Again says this, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That word confidence there is a compound word. Con meaning with, fidence meaning faith. Let's read that again. Now faith is with faith. You think he's trying to get a, cross a point to us there? Now faith is with faith in what we hope for. So today we got to lock arms with faith. We got to lock arms with faith. I'm going to talk about a couple stories in the Bible and then I'm going to get straight into testimony. John 4, Jesus heals an official son. He's back in Cana in Galilee, where he performed the first recorded miracle, water to wine, at the wedding feast. So we're back here, and in verse 48, Jesus says this, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. I mean, it, it makes them sound a little feeble, but I have to say that's probably me sometimes. Unless I see the sign and wonder, can I believe? Do I dare to believe? Jesus said, go, your son will live. See, in John 4, in every miracle, there's a marked moment. In every, in every place that God rushes in, it's marked. But in John 4, it's so marked that the word actually says at 1 p.m., at 1 p.m., Jesus spoke these words, and at 1 p.m., the fever left the boy's body. Yeah. At 1 p.m., it's marked. It's marked. Sometimes we need to also understand what the purpose of a sign is. So, lack of a better description, if I'm taking the family to Disney World, and we're on our way down to Florida, trugging along, and we're about 100 miles out, and the sign says, Disney World ahead. And I pull it over, grab out the chairs and the cooler, pop a squat here with the fam and wave to the people going by. Have I arrived in Disney World? Do I get to receive the experience? No, because I stopped at the sign. See, signs are intended to convey truth that would otherwise not be known. The sign is the healing that points me to Jesus. Because only Jesus, only Jesus. But you know, the man 
He said, would you, would you heal him? I came to you. I came to you, so would you? And Jesus said, go, your son will live. Psalm 107 says this, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Anyone in here redeemed? Yeah, I think I'm in good company. So we've all got a story to tell. If you're redeemed, you've got a story to tell. So in Psalm 107 verse 20, further down, he says this, he sent out his word and healed them and rescued them from the grave. See, every word of God's word matters. It is true and it is for us. It was for them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago and it is for us today. Luke 7, verse 1 through 10, talks about the servant of the centurion healed. Here's where we're going to land today. Luke 7, 11 through 17. It reads like this. Jesus went to a town called Nain, meaning beauty, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. Then he went up and touched the bear, which is what they were carrying him on. And the bearer stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us. They said, God has come to help his people. The news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. Follow me through the imagery in Nain, a town called Beauty. Jesus and a crowd, the word says, were going into the town while the woman who had lost her son, who was deceased, who was dead, the word says, and a crowd was coming out. Life collided with death. But God, but God, only at a city called beauty could God do what only God can do. See, Jesus doesn't mince words. He's like, get up. And the fellow got up and started talking. I mean, it doesn't say he like had to shake it off. He just got up and started talking. Jesus said, don't cry. So often that could feel uncaring or a little unsettling, but see, he knew it wasn't the end. He's like, that's not the end. So let me help you wipe those tears because that's not the story. That's not the story. There are people in this room who are walking in life and death. Somebody in this room just had a victory while somebody in this room is feeling great defeat. Maybe somebody lost somebody and somebody just had life. Whatever your story, God knows it. 
God knows it. And I promise you, I promise you, if you let him, if you say, oh Lord, I was walking out in death, but I'm gonna turn right back and I'm gonna walk into beauty and in life because that's my portion. See that day, they had a choice to make. Death collided with life. Hope to hopelessness, fear, faith, doubt and belief. It all happened right here at the city gate. They had a choice to make. See, religion in those days said, you can't touch a dead thing. If you do, you're unclean. So out you go. The religious spirit would love to say, believing in miracles is false hope. I'm gonna repeat that one more time. The religious spirit would love to say, believing in miracles is false hope. That is a lie of the enemy. There is no such thing. That's an oxymoron in a sentence, false hope. It doesn't even belong together. Religion always draws us away from intimacy with God. We're called to be in relationship with our savior. He calls us in, come sit right here with me. I'm gonna walk through everything with you. You are not alone. But religion says, mm, that's, that's too big, that's too much. No, God can't really do that. What am I gonna do if he lets me down? What am I gonna do if he lets me down? What if he doesn't answer my prayer the way I want him to? We put our own, our own language around it. That doesn't still mean, he's God, he's God. And he can do it at the sound of his voice, get up. That's all it takes. There is power in the name of Jesus. And let me promise you, he touched, he tore down the religious barriers. He will come straight into our mess. There ain't nothing too dirty for him. He'll get right in there with us and help us get back on our feet right where we're supposed to be. He says, get up. See the power of the name of Jesus, it saves, it heals, and it heals not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every way it heals. And it sets us free. It sets us free. One thing that I have learned in life and in sort of my study and in schooling is that trust is that one, that first initial human response that we take back if we've given it away. Like, eh, nope, they let me down or this didn't work out. So I'm just not gonna trust. I'm just gonna wall it up. So I'm gonna ask you today, do you trust Jesus? And do you trust him at his word that is true and faithful? Because trust isn't really trust without action. See, I can say I trust you, but am I gonna let you borrow my car? So I don't know if I'm gonna give you my car keys. I don't know if I trust you like that. 
Even more, am I going to give you my social security number? I mean, that could be a lot of situation there. Do you trust Jesus with everything? That you say, all that I have is yours. I give it all to you. The things that keep us from being all in with our faith, unbelief, unwillingness to trust, and unforgiveness. What he did before, he can do again. What he did before, he will do again. Death to life. And when the Lord said to me, say it again, trusting that I will do it again. I wrestled with that. That's not an easy statement to walk in because unbelief can immediately set in. (laughs) But I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. So I'm gonna say it again, trusting that you, you, oh God, King of Kings, the Holy One will do it again. The only one who can. So some of you, if you've been here any time, you've heard these testimonies, life and death, they collided. Our first Sunday at Life Church was in August of 2009. We came just to support and be like, yay, your first Sunday in the mall, way to go, you're so awesome. Here I am. And I'm so thankful to be here. But the reality is, there's a significant reason. Pastor Tim spoke about his healing that Sunday, talking about miracles. And if you don't know his story, he was healed. He loved to ride horses. He was riding his horse. It kicked him off, kicked him in the back, and his back was broken. He was 12. He was taken to the hospital. X-rays, his family saw the broken back, and his mama was a praying mama. And she said, I'm gonna need you to get him a glass of milk. And the doctor was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's, no, we're going into surgery. Like, we can't do milk. Like, that's not happening here. And she said, yep, I'm gonna need you to get him a glass of milk. Little gritty, praying mama. So they did. Tim drank his milk. And then they said, take him back in. He had another x-ray. And his back was healed. He walked out of the hospital that day. Yeah. What no one knew in the room at the time is that we had been battling for the better part of a year with our son who was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Early morning EEGs, late night MRIs, Chapel Hill, pediatric neurologist, It was quite the journey, a lot of prayer. I heard that and I said, oh, 
I'm locking arms with that testimony because my son needs a healing. And I'm gonna believe that I can be that kind of mama and Ashley that kind of dad that we're gonna believe with everything that we got in us for a miracle. Every week, every week, Levi would wake up with what they called incapacitating headaches. He would scream at the top of his lungs. It would be so painful. And they told us if he has two of those a week, we have to operate immediately because it's growing. Every week he had one. And every week I would go in and I would kneel before him and rub his back and pray and sing and cry, God, not one more this week. Not one more. Don't give him one more. For months and months, that was my prayer until I heard that message. And I said, oh, we... We got to come back. We're actually not just visiting. We got to come back. Because the prayer team that comes on the sides, oh, I, I, need, I need to partner with them. The beautiful thing that still takes place here, 13 years later, and was happening well before I got here. So we brought Levi back. We walked to the front. I still know the name of the lady who prayed with us that day. But I knew when my foot hit the walkway, Levi was healed. But we came anyway. See, the milk wasn't about the milk. The milk didn't heal Tim. Jesus did. That milk was obedience. That walk was obedience to what God already had in motion. August 2009, Levi was healed. Yeah, yeah. We saw the scans with the tumor we saw the scans without. You can't make that up. I can't manufacture that or make it up. Seven and a half years later. Oh, first let me show you a little picture of Levi when he was six. We're gonna walk you through the journey. So there he is, the monkey. <laughs> He's the monkey. Asher was in the stroller still. He's little. So anyway, thank you guys. So now... Levi's 14. He's the guy on the right. So he's 14 and he was athletic fella and into a lot of sports and things and his legs were super painful to him. They could not get healing no matter how much he rested. And so I took him to the orthopedic and they did an x-ray and he said, oh, there are a lot of legions all over his legs. 
we're going to have to take him for more testing because I'm not, this could be something real serious. So I, <laughs> I remember being in that room and being like, no, God, no, I say no. As if that's going to do anything to the power of a holy God. But I was going to cry out nonetheless. He knew my heart. And as we waited for that MRI, and as I saw the picture of the legions all over Levi's legs, a friend sent me the song, Do It Again. It had just been released. I remember going straight to the bedroom and laying out before the Lord and writing what could feel like craziness, but writing before the Lord, playing that song on loop over and over and over. If you did it before God, I am trusting that you will do it again. I have to, I have to. Because in that moment I had a choice to make, anger or worship. I had to praise his name, not knowing the outcome. But God, I give it all to you. I give it all to you. MRI came and went, the results came and went. Jesus did it again. <laughs> I can't explain it. I can't explain it except it's God. And it's a miracle. It is a sign and wonder pointing my heart and our posture as a family back to Jesus. Because I saw the legs and then I saw them clear. I don't have explanation for that except Jesus. That's all I've got, that there's power in the name of Jesus. This is Levi now. Some of you know him. This is him volunteering at summer camp, wearing a summer jam shirt, you know, he's in all the things. Sweet little fella. He'll be 20 next week. Yeah, Levi. Yeah, Levi. <laughs> got a fan in the room. Yeah. Here's what I want to say though. There are some people in this room who have suffered immeasurable loss. I recognize that. I recognize that. I am sorry for heartache or heartbreak or any place that has felt any less than a miracle of the Lord. But there is no plan B. It's all we have. It's all we have. It's to believe in the next thing. Say it again, trusting that he will do it again. God, all I've got is my trust. Ushered in that you will do what only you can do. I don't pretend to understand it. But what I do know is I've seen some absolutely unbelievable loss in friends. And I've seen also how the Lord has restored and redeemed their story and created a miracle out of them. That those of us who may not know it like they know it, oh, we can lean in, say only you, God, only you.
Only a good God could do that. See, he doesn't give us the things that we can't handle, all that nonsense that we say to get us by. His word says that he is working all things for our good. So whatever the circumstance, he's working it all for our good. One of the things that, excuse me, it's just going to be a little gross up here, it's fine. One of the things that I failed to mention is that with Levi, I only believed and asked for the right now miracle. I didn't ask for the fullness of his glory. Don't let him have another headache this week. Don't let him have another headache this week. You're the best. No, God, heal him and never let it come back again in Jesus' name. That's our portion. That's the authority we hold in the name of Jesus. It's our humanness that gets in our own way. Today, let's be daring. Let's be expectant. Let's be trusting. Let's flip any unbelief or unforgiveness. Let's put the enemy on notice. You know, the, that song, Fight My Battles, you know, I used to go at it like this. I'm fighting you, enemy. And something I've learned along the way is, oh, this is how I fight my battles. So you are God and you are good. No matter. But lock arms with testimony. I did. I did. Ashley did. We locked arms with testimony. See, the spirit of prophecy bears testimony to Jesus. So Levi was healed. Sign. Points to the truth, which is Jesus. Because only by the name of Jesus, only by him are we healed. Are we set free? Are chains broken? It's time to be awestruck by God again. It's time to be awestruck. It's time to believe in the, the things. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just look out. I'm sorry. And what I know some of you are dealing with or have gone through. And man, today is the day. Today is the day that Jesus rushes in. And he says, it is over. Will you say yes? Because yes, I will.
I will do anything you ask of me. But will you, will you seek me? Even if it's after a loss, will you seek my comfort because I stand ready to make a miracle out of you? So whatever our circumstance, let today be your yes. The band is gonna come back up. I'm a mess, so we're gonna get through this. I feel the Holy Spirit in this room. I know that some of you aren't walking out of here the same today. And be clear that has zero to do with me and everything to do with him. Because he is faithful, he is true, and he is a good God. That's who he is. So whatever you need your miracle to be today, breakthrough from something that you've been working through or dealing with, addiction. If you need that loved one, you're like, oh, I need them to come to know Jesus. They would, they would, they would rock the kingdom of God if they knew him. That child to come home, that dream to get picked back up. Whatever it is, whatever, whatever miracle you need in your life, if it is a healing, if it is a place of anxiety, if it is a place of hurt or unforgiveness, then right now, this is your marked moment. So we're all gonna stand. And right now, anyone who's ready to receive their miracle, I'm asking you to be bold, be courageous and walk forward. Right down here, come to the front. Say, I'm ready to receive my miracle today. I'm not going not one more day before I get it. I'm gonna trust Jesus with everything that I've got. Death is colliding with life right now. There are people standing next to you who have experienced life to the full and there are some people standing next to you have just experienced death. Those who have received a miracle, walk forward and stand with your brothers and sisters clinging hold of testimony. We stand together. We are family. Jesus is in the room. We're gonna go into worship and when you have nothing else to say, when you have nothing else to give, proclaim the name of Jesus because that is more than enough.